Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show. Money goes on trees. My name is Lloyd Ross, and uh, this episode is on tax. I know, I know. Uh, if you listen to this, you're thinking tax. Maybe I should know about tax because I hate paying it. But I want to talk to you about tax when it when it comes to making money and building wealth and the practical sides of tax that you would really probably want to know if you want to grow money on trees. Okay, so. Uh, it is important, like just some basic knowledge around tax is important. But again, like, you know, if you want to have tax advice, go and sit with your accountant. I'm not your accountant. So, you know, don't take this advice and go and do something silly with your tax and then blame me. Hashtag don't sue me. It's not about that. I'm just trying to, I want to give you some some understanding of the basics of it so that when you're investing or when you're trying to create wealth, you have it in the back of your mind because it's such an important topic that's not spoken about. When it comes to, you know, growing wealth, growing money on trees, investing, uh, moving forward, progressing with your money story, your money and your cash. Okay, so tax is important and you really, 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 really want to listen to this. So here we go. Uh, Every dollar you save in tax is a dollar that's back in your pocket. And Kerry Packer, who is this amazing, well, he was Australia's richest man for, for a long time. And uh, he was a, a media magnate, but he was a multi-billionaire, right? Anyway, he's he's getting interviewed by, I forget who it was, the Senate. Uh, and they were talking about, you know, him, you know, minimizing his tax. And he said, I don't know anyone who doesn't want to minimize tax. He said, anyone, anyone who doesn't minimize tax should have their head read. <laughs> That's what he said. And then they said, and he said, I don't know anyone who wants to pay the government more tax because they're not doing a very good job of using it already, right? So there are ways to legally and legitimately minimize your tax using the tax law. The tax law is there in your country for you to utilize it, which means your accountant with you, with the legislation, can actually legally, legitimately reduce your tax according to the law, Okay. And if you aren't doing that, you ought to have your head read because every dollar you save in tax is a dollar that's back in your pocket. And Benjamin Franklin, the great American, used to say that a, a penny saved is a penny earned. Well, a dollar saved is also a dollar earned. I know it's, it's important to go and earn lots of money for sure. But if you don't have a way to manage your tax, you're going to give, you're gonna give, give the government more than what you need to. Now, if the government was doing a really, really, really good job of allocating that and not wasting much of it, you probably would. But they waste a ton of it. Okay, they waste a lot of tax. And uh, it's very inefficient, the tax system in most countries. Okay. Anyway, look, I'm not a, I'm not against paying tax. We definitely need to pay tax because there needs to be public uh, funding for sure for the roads and the medical we get and the, the safety and, you know, all the services from the government are paid through our taxes. All right. That's why they call the government public servants. They're, ser- they're there to serve the public, <laughs> all right, which is funny because sometimes we pander to them. But 
Our taxes run the country, so you have to pay some, but minimize it where you can. So here we go, ready? How do you do that? Well, first and foremost, you go and see your accountant. You say, hey, look, let's go through my tax. Where can I actually start saving tax illegally? One of the best things you can do, I feel, to actually minimize tax or legitimately you know, uh, qualify for tax deductions is to have a home-based business or a side hustle, an online business of some sort, right? Because when, you, when you've got a home office, some of your rent is deductible. When you've got uh, you know, some of your phone, a lot of your phone's deductible, some of your car, depending on how much you use it, use it for business, anything that incurs a, some sort of business usage or a business expense is tax deductible, right? Under the tax code of probably your country. I'm going to use Australia's tax law to, for this episode, but it can, be, it can apply to pretty well most um, Western countries, okay? Uh, most common law countries. And you ought to do that. I mean, if you knew the tax savings you could make by having a side hustle, you would start a side hustle. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, you, you ought to have a home-based business on the side to, you know, not just for the tax savings, obviously to, to, to create extra income, but it's incredible what you can do with, with um, you know, being smart about running a home-based business with tax, okay? So that's the first thing. The second thing is this, understanding understanding that, when you invest in assets, understanding capital gains tax. So capital gains is when you buy an asset that's producing income for investment purposes and it grows in value and you sell it, you incur a capital gains tax. The government's going to tax you on the capital growth gain that you made on that asset. All right. So typically, a capital gains tax would be roughly equivalent to your marginal, your average tax rate. Okay. So let's, for argument's sake, it's around about 30%, okay? But if you, in Australia, if you hold an asset for longer than 12 months, then those gains associated with that 12 months, you get a 50% discount on your capital gains tax. If you hold it for a certain period, you qualify for certain discounts, drastic discounts in capital gains taxes. So there's an incentive, okay, to hold your investments for longer than a year. And if you don't do that, if you're trying to trade all the time, trade property, trade shares, whatever, in less than a year, you're going to pay the full freight. You're going to have to pay the full 30% or more in capital gains taxes. So if you just held it for a bit longer, you could have maybe paid 15% instead of 30. All right. So that's a real, like if you made a hundred grand and you can save 15%, that's $15,000. That's a lot. Think about it. Okay. So you've got to be smart with your investments when you hold them and for how long. The other thing is that some... Some assets, uh, like property, they depreciate over time. Okay, so you do get to claim depreciation expense. So you you get to oh, how am I going to explain this to you guys? I don't want to. I don't want to confuse you. It's quite difficult to do on a podcast without a drawing and a diagram. But uh, what it means is when an asset asset depreciates, it means it falls in value in book value. Okay, and when that happens, you can actually deduct some of that depreciation off of your personal income, okay, through property investments. And that allows you to get an immediate tax deduction in that financial year. But then you've got to repay a capital gains tax later when you sell the property. So it's not like you get out of jail free, but there's some really good incentives for owning depreciating assets that produce income, okay? Talk to your accountant in more detail about that. So what else is there? Okay, in Australia, so people say, I don't understand taxes, I don't understand taxes. Well, here we go, ready? 
the the idea with looking at your taxes is this. In Australia, we have what we call a progressive tax system. That means the more money you make, the more you get taxed. <laughs> it progressively taxes you the more money you make. So it's very, it doesn't incentivize a lot of wealth creation, but it does, uh, it, ma- it makes uh, living in our country very, very, you know, nice and safe and, and beautiful. So progressive tax system means this. In Australia, I think I'm just going to rattle this off. Your first $18,000 is tax-free. There's no tax to pay on that. So if you if you your first $18,000, it's tax-free. Between 18000 and, um, what is it, 45000 I think, it's around about 19%. So the money you earn from 18000 to 45000 they tax that at 19%. Then from 45000 to, I believe it's, I want to say, 80000 Okay, I think it is. It's 5000 bucks plus 32.5% on anything you pay over 45000 Okay. Now, if you go to the Australian Tax Office's website, ATO, Google it, you can go and look at the progressive tax table. Okay, But after after 80,000, between 80 and 120,000, I'm pretty sure it's $30,000 plus, I think it's like 39.5% of anything you earn above 80,000 to 120,000. So it's like, it's, it gets really expensive. So you can see that once you cross the $80,000 mark in income, Tax gets quite expensive, like average tax rate of between 35, 36%, right? And then anything above 120,000, you're at the highest, what, what they call the highest marginal rate. These rates between 0 and 18,000, 18,000 and 45,000, 45,000, 80,000, 80,000, 120,000, they're called marginal rates because the each margin, each section charges a higher tax rate. And that's what that's called a, that's called a marginal rate of tax. So what happens with your taxes is this. You add up each marginal rate to the other and you calculate your average tax rate. Okay, that's how you that's how you calculate it. And so what happens is after you start earning 120,000, right? After you start earning 120,000, you're taxed at like uh it's 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 high. It's 45%, I think. It's ridiculously high. So of course, you'd want to look at ways to minimize that because that's a lot of money, okay? That doesn't include the Medicare levy of 2%. So the, the government will charge you, tax you another 2% for Medicare. People think people think Medicare is free. They think that, that they think that things are free, like, oh, the ambulance service is free. The police are free. This is free. That's free. It's not. It's just that they pay through taxes, okay? Our military, I always talk to my brother and I wind him up. He says to me, oh, I'm you know, having a cruisy day at work. I'm like, get back to work. You're using my tax dollars, right? Don't forget that the government works for you, the taxpayer, to, to, to serve the public. So you should be looking at where your taxes are going. And that's why if you're not, you know, if you don't, if you don't vote politically, you should, because they're taking your money and they're spending it. If they're doing a really bad job of it, remove them from office. Okay. So without getting political, I mean, that's really what I look at. Are you are you are they good allocators of the capital? Are they getting a good return on my tax money? Because if they're not, I'm gonna oust them, okay? Because uh, it's important for the economy that it goes well, and we're investing our money appropriately. Okay, so how what why is it important when it comes to investing? Here's why: it, if you buy and sell assets quite quite a lot within the twelve month period, you're going to incur a lot of capital gains taxes at the highest rate, which is going to decrease your gains every year. What you want to do is hold on to your assets and let them compound on top of the untaxed gains. 
Because if you buy stocks or you buy a property and you don't sell it after a year, you've got all the capital gains there that it's grown by. And then if you get another year of capital gains, you get capital gains on the untaxed capital gains. And that is extremely powerful over the long term. You're gonna, you don't have to incur that 30% or that 15% in capital gains tax after the year. So of course that keeps compounding and compounding and compounding and compounding. So ideally you wanna keep your assets forever. You don't wanna sell ever because then you have to incur capital gains tax. So I think about some stocks I own, I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hold that stock forever, which means it's gonna grow drastically. I don't have to pay any capital gains tax on it uh, until I sell it, which will be never. So it just keeps compounding and compounding and compounding. And of course, you know, you get paid dividends. So here, here's the other thing to consider when it comes to tax. Some stocks pay fully franked dividends, which means the company's already paid tax on those profits, and then they pay you your dividends, which means the government doesn't tax you for those dividends, up to 30%. So if you're on a marginal average tax rate of 30%, you don't pay any tax on those dividends from those stocks. So what I like to say is, I like to earn taxable income and then buy non-taxable income, okay? Brilliant. Brilliant. Who doesn't want to buy non who doesn't want to buy tax-free income? I would I mean I love it. It's great. Okay. Um, but there's other things to consider too. Like if you're buying assets and you buy them in a company or a trust, there are certain tax laws that means the companies and the trusts only get taxed at roughly around say 25%. Okay, check your numbers with your accountant. Don't just take this as but it's around about 25%. So you you if you have a company structure or a tax, a, a trust structure set up, you can pay a lot less taxes than were if you're an individual. But you can only have that, a trust and a company, if you're carrying on a business enterprise. Okay, so if you're not, if you're an employee, um, you can certainly buy your assets in a company for sure, which helps a lot. So you can always talk to your accountant about that. Buying assets in a company or a trust to manage your taxes going forward. Okay, and start a home-based business so you can have some deductions. What the heck are deductions? What does he mean by deductions? Here's what I mean. If you're, say, earning $100,000 a year or even $120,000 a year, you're getting taxed at the highest marginal rate, like 45 or 49%. It's ridiculously high, okay? Then you start a home-based business, all of a sudden, some areas of your house, you can start to, 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 you can start to write expenses off your income so it reduces your taxable income. So here's an example. If you're earning 120 grand a year, that's your taxable income. You're taxed on that whole amount. If you start a home-based business and you had some home office rent, some car expense, some petrol, so if you're going to places for work, uh, for the business, um, internet, um, laptops, um, phones, you know, certain things you use for business activities, okay, you have to measure it, then you could perhaps claim, let's say for the year, $20,000 in tax deductions. That means your assessable taxable income goes from 120,000 down to 100,000. Okay? What that means is the the government's going to tax you on 100,000, not 120,000. So you're going to save 20,000 times your average tax rate. So you're probably going to save $6,000 in tax. Now $6,000 that's your money. You get to put it in your pocket. You get to put it back into your stocks. You get to put it back into holidays. You get to put whatever you want to spend it on. That's yours. Do you see? It's so flippin' important to have a business so you can legitimately and legally claim things that you're using for a business expense. It's on the ATO website. You can go there and look at it. 
Your accountant will show you, right? You got to be smarter when it comes to tax. So start a side hustle would be the first suggestion, <laughs> straight up. The second, not only for the extra income, but the tax deductions as well, right? The second thing I would do is look at ways to buy stocks with fully frank dividends because you're getting tax-free income. Now, that's up to you what you buy in terms of stocks. I don't want to give you any financial advice, but there are ways to get you know, yield or, or cash flow from certain ETFs and certain stocks that have fully frank dividends, okay? That's the second thing I'd suggest. And the third thing I'd suggest is stop trading. My God, stop trading. Hold your assets for a long time because you don't have to pay any capital gains tax. At least a year so you can save the the 15, you know, the get this 50% CGT discount, okay? And then fourthly, look at ways in due course when you're a certain age. I think I'm not a massive believer in it, but there are some ta- some ways to save tax by contributing more to your superannuation, okay? Uh, that, that's also smart tax planning. So, you know, and of course, looking at a property investment, there's tax savings to be made there through depreciation, but it's not the be-all and end-all. Uh, and what's interesting too is that there's some ways to, like if you buy cars or watches or personal goods and they go up in value, there's actually no capital gains tax to pay on personal items or your home. So having these, this understanding of tax, looking at ways to legitimately minimize it is important and you should do it, okay? I would, I would do it because a penny saved is a penny earned. Too many people paying all the taxes they don't need to um, to a government that not, not necessarily does a great job of it, right, of allocating it. So talk to your accountant and let them help you and guide you in looking at ways to, you know, be more tax effective. All right, so I hope that helps. Ah, 17 minutes of tax. God, I hope you went, didn't fall asleep in the car listening to that one. But there's no, there's no actual, like, exciting way to talk about taxes. But you know what's exciting? When you start to actually get taxes working for you and it starts to change your life. All right, so that's the um, episode of taxes. <laughs> uh, leave me a review and, and, a, and a, uh, for that episode. Yay. God, I hope you guys enjoy that. Anyway, uh, give us a shout out on Instagram if you love this. Uh, at Lord James Ross, leave us a review uh, and share and subscribe to the podcast. Share the podcast and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. All right, let's go grow some money on some trees. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 